Let's talk about conquering your mountains. Hello beautiful, you are listening to episode 110 of the Africana Woman podcast. My name is Chulu, your host. I am a storyteller by design, commander of words, wellness entrepreneur, and coach. Sis, are you new here? Oh my goodness, welcome my darling. Where have you been? We have been waiting for you. Yes, you. You have officially joined that family you never knew you needed. You are about to have those conversations you never knew people had. And I'm so excited for you. Click the subscribe button and you know what? Tell someone about this amazing podcast you just discovered. So to you who is the dedicated listener, hello, 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 you know what it is. (laughs) Thank you so much for your continued support. The Africana Woman community is all about your wellness and networking, making deeper level connections. Sis, I know how difficult it is to make friends as an adult. And I must say, it gives me so much joy to see women connecting through our book club and the Africana Women Visionaries, and then they go on to form beautiful relationships, beautiful friendships, and even business partnerships. Like, it just makes me so happy. Um, I remember... When I moved back to Zambia after being away for about seven years, and one of the things that I always struggled with was just, you know, making new friends. What happened is I came back and it's either people had left the country or, you know, people had just moved on. They made new friends and it just wasn't the same again. So, you know, it was just like starting from scratch. And I love that the Africana woman community really gives gives you the opportunity to have a, a segue, a gate, a, you know, like a, a something in common to be able to have chats and conversations and be able to make friendships like it's just so beautiful to me i wish i had this when i just moved back to zapia guys so this is why you know when i look at the africana woman 2023 wellness retreats i know how much of a wonderful opportunity this is for you to expand your network, to meet amazing and inspiring women from different walks of life. And what I always love about our community is how we are intergenerational. Like there's so many um, ages across the spectrum and it's just so beautiful to see um, women of different ages interacting. So I really believe that when you network with intention, you are one conversation away from changing your whole life. You never know what opportunity can come up just because, just because of that decision of putting yourself in the right room, in those spaces that may seem uncomfortable at first, but you just need to make sure that you're there. So I get it. I get it. You may even be an introvert. <laughs> Trust me, I'm an introvert. I know not a lot of people believe me, but I am. 
And I think it's because I am an introvert that I am very sensitive about cultivating spaces, rooms, and conversations that are inclusive for everybody. So in Africana Woman, when you attend an Africana Woman event, I feel like most people will come in a bit nervous, but by the time you're leaving, you literally feel as comfortable as you would with friends or family that you have known your whole life. So make sure that you check out our wellness retreats that we have lined up for you in 2023. There is something for everybody, guys. We are hiking. We're going to beautiful, beautiful places, mostly in Zambia. So, you know, uh, we have the Worthy Walk. That's a hike in Kafue. Um, reinvention, money and mindset and mission, and the Becoming Retreat, which is the Founders Circle. Like, absolutely phenomenal programs. Then we have our ultimate Africana Woman Experience, which is going to be in the magical city of Marrakesh, Morocco. So to find out more about any of these retreats, please send an email to africanawoman at gmail.com. Just type retreat in the subject line um, or reach out to us directly on social media at Africana Woman across the board, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, and we will share the catalog, the, the retreat catalog with you. What I love about today's conversation with Charlene Milner is how she speaks about the transformative power of trying something challenging and the impact travel has had on her life as a human, as a leader, and as a woman. So we recorded this chat uh, right around, I'd say maybe December, November, 2022. And um, she's going to talk about her most recent um, summit, which is a, which was in Aconcagua in South America, which was January, 2023. So she's already been on that. And I would love for you to go follow her on social media and just see her incredible journey. So for the time being, please enjoy this conversation. Charlene Milner is a fitness entrepreneur, mountaineer, activist for conservation and licensed open water diver. She owns Busybody's Gym, the very first gym in Indola that has been of service to the Indola community, helping them keep fit and healthy for 25 years. In 2017, she climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. In 2018, she became the first Zambian woman to hike to Mount Everest base. In 2019, she also became the first Zambian woman to hike to Mount Elbrus, which is the highest mountain in Europe, in Russia to be exact. She has hiked to Mafinga Mountain, which is the highest peaks in Zambia. Charlene is currently training for, and I might butcher this, guys, so just forgive me, for Mount Aconcagua, which is the highest mountain in South America in Argentina. She has used mountaineering expeditions and several hard physical challenges to support Twafwane Association 
Um, she has also worked for the eradication of period poverty in schools within Indola and Serenje, as well as adopted Minsundu Primary School. I am so excited to introduce Charlene Milner to the Africana Woman Mike. Hi, Charlene. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It really is exciting. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, let's jump right in. You have smashed some amazing records, being the first Zambian woman to um, climb two of the heights. But what what made you think that, okay, let me start this this thing of going up a mountain. You're like from Zambia and you're going to the cold. Um, I think my journey started in Rwanda. Um, yeah, I think it was Rwanda. Um, because I can tell you how it started. We were, we were traveling in Malaysia. Sorry, I just need to get in. We were traveling in Malaysia, and I saw these impalas. We went to a zoo, because I've never seen orangutan before, because I'm very passionate about animals. I love animals and into conservation. And I wanted to see an orangutan. And then we went through and it was hot and humid and sticky. And, and then I saw these impalas and then I read on the sign that these impalas were from Zambia and they were looking miserable. They were looking, they were knee deep in mud. You could see it's not their environment, you know. And I think we were leaving to come home a day or two. And I said, I wish I was felt homesick, instantly homesick, because I could just visualize them jumping, hop, skipping and jumping in Luangwa Valley or something like that, right? And from that day, I said, you know what? I'll never go to another zoo in my life ever because animals just do not belong in a zoo. They, they should be. If you want to see them, go see them in their natural habitat. Unfortunately, it's not a luxury that a lot of people can afford to do traveling around the world, like, you know, to see animals in their home. So, um I always had a passion for apes and I said, you know, I got to see gorillas. And my husband was like, he was like, you want to do what? You're going to go to Rwanda to climb a mountain to see gorillas. And I was, yes, this was my thing I wanted to do. And he says to me, no, you can't go unless you have somebody to go with because there's rebels, Congolese might kidnap you, <laughs> So it took me a few years until one day I just said to him, you know what, I'm going. Because if I don't go, I might die with not ever seeing a gorilla in their natural habitat. So I just booked my ticket. I went alone because obviously I couldn't get a friend or anybody to go with me. Because, you know, your friends might not have the same interests as you, right? Or their timing, just the timing you want to go, they can't go because of family commitments or school commitments or whatever. Anyway, so I just said, you know, to hell with this, I'm going. So I just booked my ticket. I went on my own. It was my first time to travel by myself. I was like, whoa, because I mean, when we used to travel, I always used to see these people in restaurants eating by themselves, and I always used to feel sad. Aren't they lonely? How does somebody travel by themselves? You know, I just couldn't, I just didn't, couldn't understand. Anyway, there I was now that oof, I'm going to go on this journey by myself, which I did. And it was the most incredible experience. Hiking through the mountain and hacking through the, for, the rainforest to spend an hour with these beautiful, beautiful creatures. And then you realize when you're in the company of the family, you realize how close they are to us. You know, I mean, our species are not that far. 
and it just grounds you. So we went to the crater lake, we hiked there, and I was like up this mountain when we went to my first crater lake on top of the mountain, and then there were these young guys behind me, and I thought, wow, you can't fit, you can do this. So then I said, all right, let me check if I like this sort of activity. And I really enjoyed meeting people as well, because I was on my own. I was engaging more with other people, making new friends on the trail and things like that. So I thought, okay, it's not so bad to travel by yourself. And then after nursing sore legs and painful calves, <laughs> I thought, okay, right. I think, let me see if Kili, if I can do Kili, Kilimanjaro. And that's when I had a friend that was going, taking a team of people. He did a leadership summit for Banker, Ronnie Sampat, one of the best people to go with. I went with him and we, this group of people made, again, um, crazy new friends. And that was when the bug hit. And then next thing, I, next year, I was like, oh, my God, I love this feeling. And traveling to places that I were not on my bucket list. So the following year, I said, okay, let me see again if this mountaineering thing is for me. Because people like Everest, for example, they think, oh, my God, why would you climb Everest and try to go and lose a finger or a toe? Because you hear our frostbites, right? I always use these people are mad. Why would you want to risk your life <laughs> going to climb these high mountains? But when I went to Everest Base Camp, that is when oh, it just hit me. I just thought, oh my God, I understand why people do these mad things. And then I decided I want to climb the seven summits of the world. So God willing, everything will go to plan. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's why I'm Kankagwa. So the next I went to Russia. Russia was never, ever on my list to visit as a country. And um, uh, I met these Korean women. And I was like, well, after Everest Base Camp. And I did all these journeys on my own. I was visiting countries by myself. And um, when I met this group of women, Korean women, in, on the trail in, on, in Nepal, and I was like, oh, my God, I really love this experience. And maybe I want to do Everest or I want to climb those, one of those big mountains over there. And they said, right, you need skills. So I was like, okay, what do I do to get the skills? And they said, no, go to Russia. Russia, it's snowy. There's a lot of snow. You will learn skills like ropes, learning how to use ropes, learning how to, it's more technical. So I thought, right, so that was when I, I went to Russia. Loved it. And then COVID came. So that was in 2019. So that was three years of putting my dreams on hold. And now we have got me free. So Ankankagwa is happening in January 2022. I was super excited. Wow. Okay. There's so much to dissect there. Now, guys, I've told this story before how um, I went on a hiking trip with my son, more because he likes it, but I was just like, you know what, let me just support. Um, so we went up <laughs> in Kafue. Um, we went up and then when we got to the top, it was like so beautiful. But then I realized that, oh my God, I actually have to come down again. And I was like, there's so much work that goes to coming down. Like, why can't we just roll down? Like, why, where is the helicopter to come and get me? Oh, my word. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then when we finally finished the, um, the hike, I was so frustrated. But anyway, when we finally finished the hike, um, the hike, uh, my legs were just cool. I feel like I couldn't walk properly for 
a week or so. I was almost walking like I was on stilts. I was like, it was so painful. But uh, <laughs> so the first time that you went, you didn't do any training when you went to gorillas. No, I mean just gym, general gym training, just okay. the gym. In my gym training, but to prepare for Chile, that was it was got a little bit more intense. Okay, and uh, how much training goes into that? I think you're going to start training three months, but you see, you got to train for what you're going to do. Okay. So, like when you like swimming, you want to be a swimmer, you want to swim, right? So, uh, you want to run a marathon, you got to run. So, with hiking, you got to hike. So you got to put in the hours hiking. So like summit day on Kilimanjaro, you're walking for 16 hours. Wow. That is when you get reborn. You know, when we talk about a rebirth, that is when your rebirth happens because you like questioning, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, you wake up at, so we were walking up, I think, at, was it midnight? We started hiking to the summit. I think it was one or two o'clock in the morning. We only got to camp at four o'clock that afternoon. So you on your feet for 14, 16 hours. And, 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 and um, with mountaineering, the higher you go, the less, less, less oxygen there is in the air. So your movements are very slow. Mm-hmm. Everything you do takes energy. So you have to really, really think about what you're going to do before you do it because you're exerting a lot of energy. Um, yeah, and so you train. So this is how you train now. Like for Ankankagua, I'm told I have to carry my own stuff up the mountain. So I'm training to carry a 15 to 20 kg on my back. Um, I train with weights on my legs because the boots are heavy. Um, yeah, so you train for what you're going to do. And then like the stairs, because we don't, we've only got one hill or two hills, which they're not very high. So we go up and, and we go up and down those hills. Um, and then the stairs, we've got Premium Plaza. It's a building in Indola, 10 floors. That's the highest building we've got. So we're up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So that gets your calf, your hamstring muscles, your legs strong. Besides the running, because the running now you need your cardio, because your body has to learn how to use oxygen well, cycling to strengthen your legs, and um, yeah, just general fitness. I mean, cycling, running, ice, and yoga to keep flexible on that. Yeah. So I, I, that's what I'm doing. Um, yoga twice a week, running three times a week, cycling twice a week, and then gym but three times a week to get your muscles you know, strong. Because, yeah. It's, it's, you really understand, you really get to a place where you and your body are two different machines. <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite incredible. As much as you're getting your, your body ready for, you know, a climb, I think there's a lot just from my little, little trip up this little hill in, <laughs> in Kavue. But I think there's a lot that goes on like mentally and then oh, yeah. um, even spiritually. Could you just tell us about that? No, definitely. definitely is a mental game. Definitely. Because I think when you, uh, like you said, you get to summit or you get up and then you realize, and I, I can't still make up my mind. Is it worth going up or going down? <laughs> I am still calculating. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, it is. And I think that's what attracts me to the mountains because that is the time I think I feel most closest to God because you're so in tune with nature. You feel you, you are insignificant. You realize how small you are. You know, we just a tiny, tiny little grain compared to what the universe is all about, or even planet Earth. And it just humbles you. I think that's the thing about it is the humility brings you down, really down, because you get really in tune with the spirituality of the environment, respectful of the environment, because it's boss. The environment is the boss there. You can't bully it. You can't tell it what to do. So you, we really have to, to succumb to those conditions. And yeah, mentally just saying, you know, pushing yourself and realizing that our bodies are actually capable of much more than what we, um, what we do with them today. Because if you think about our forefathers, they used to run after elephants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't do half the stuff that what our bodies are capable of doing. Um, so that is very challenging. But I understand that we don't use our machines 100%, you know? in our everyday lives. That is so true. That is so true. You may see those porters on the mountain. Oh my God, they're carrying our camp up. I mean, you're just like, how the hell do they do it? And then I'm crying with my 5kg on my backpack and these guys are carrying your tent, your food, your water. It's just another, another world. Wow. And you have great respect. And they just look like ordinary people, you know, the, the porters and that. But they are. It's, Maybe because they live there, they're just so super strong. So used to it. Yeah. Yeah. You have used your expeditions to support different communities. How exactly did you do that? Because I'm, I'm thinking about somebody who's, you know, they're thinking about, I want to do something like this. I want to, you know, climb uh, a mountain, but I want it to be for a cause. How does one go about fundraising, for example, for a certain cause? Okay, my journey started, I think when I, I found that when I have a cause behind, when I'm doing really, really tough challenges, it gives me purpose, strong purpose. So I can't just say I'm going to quit. You know, I've had enough. I want the helicopter to pick me up, <laughs> you know. So having this strong cause for something greater than me gives me a very strong purpose. Um, and uh, so with um, my previous expeditions, I have put a, I have basically put an online, um, what do you call it, so crowdfunding, crowdfunding on um, social media, using my social media platforms, plus my, my members of the gym and the, my local business community have supported the projects that I have said that I would like to support. Um, so yeah, so we, for the Mount, uh, uh, Mount, Mount Everest base camp expedition, I support Dr. Christina Fassi because she's an Italian doctor that has been working in our community for 22, 23 years and is doing incredible work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we, we were one of the first, she gets a funding from Italy, basically. But this time we said, listen, what can we do as Zambians to help you? Because we're doing so much for our people. And I think we were one of the first to help give, actually get money for her, for her, the mother shelter in Silangwa. And then she built, we just opened it two months ago, the Ishiku project, uh, which she built. 
with the support again of the Italian community. And we came in from how we could to build the very Ishiku project, which is the very first clinic and center for youth that suffer with psychotic illness in Indola. And yeah, so she's got the child, the mother and child food program. She does amazing work. And then the SPCA, because I saw like in Chingola, the SPCA closed down. If we do not have the SPCA and certain organizations, where do we take our animals when they're sick? You know, as much as our animals, um, as much as we get sick, so do our pets. And we need a place that is, and it's a charitable place. Yes, we pay small fees, but they also need funding. So that's why I will raise like 80% for the Twerfani Association, and then 20% goes to the SBCA. This trip, I'm doing something different. I am taking a banner, because normally I will take a big banner saying, busy bodies is at the top of whichever mountain, right? But this time I said, this is too special. I'll be the first Zambian woman on the top of South America, I need to take Zambian companies with me. So I'm taking a big banner and I'm asking companies to buy a block for a thousand kwacha. A block is, um, is the A4 size. So the more blocks you buy, the bigger your logo on the banner. So, I mean, I thought, yes, and I mean, Zambia is shining at the moment. We just got to be so proud of how far we have come. So I'm super excited. So I just started um, marketing the banner. Uh, yeah, because there was a few things that I was waiting for, but now I'm marketing the banner. And I want to take Zambian companies up with me. If you can't come with me on top, at least let me carry your logo. <laughs> yeah. So that, again, goes for the Twifani Association and the Indoor PCA. I love it. I love it. So what would you say um, as your last, like, not last, what would you say as a, a way of encouraging women who are listening and they're thinking, oh, wow, I have wanted to go up a mountain or try one of these summits, like, what what are your three tips on them achieving their goals? I think, look, climbing a mountain itself, we have mountains every day in our lives. Mm-hmm. I think just working, having having a direction and knowing what you want, having clarity and working towards taking steps in order to fix or to get to your summit is important because I've seen a lot of people get stuck. Yeah. You know, they're living a life and they're just not moving. But you're like, you're not a tree. Move, do something to change things, you know? So I can say, yes, get focused on what you want to change in your life and work on it to change it, not stay stuck. Two, I think growth always happens when you stay out of, when you jump out of your comfort zone. So um, I think having the courage whether it's um, just having the courage to do something different that you don't normally do, whatever it is, just something you're thinking about and you don't have the confidence to do it, just try. Even if it doesn't matter, we all fail. Things Just pick yourself, dust off, try again. And sometimes also we need to know when to quit because we can't always push something. If it's not meant to be yours, it won't happen, right? Number three, what is my third tip? Yeah, just to be brave. <laughs> just be brave. I think, yeah, a lot of us are not brave. 
You know what? This time has flown very quickly. But Charlene, <laughs> tell us, how do people find you? Where do they get more information about you? How do they support you? Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. You can find me on Facebook, um, Charlene Milner. Um, I'm being told I need to open a new page, but if you follow me there, you can still follow me. And then Busybody's Gym as well, both on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram page, Charlene Milner, Zambia. But Charlene Milner and LinkedIn, same thing. You can find me everywhere except TikTok, which I'm told that. Are you on TikTok? No. <laughs> I'm told I have to go on TikTok now. <laughs> there's too many, there's too many of them out there. Yeah, like every day exactly. that's coming up, I'm like, you know what, let me just stick to what I know. I'll stick to my lane for now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but please, Charlene Milner, Zambia, Charlene Milner, and then Busybody's Gym. Please, please follow me and do support this incredible journey. It's going to be something really spectacular. Oh, loved it. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I've learned a lot. Like, some things are just like, what? But it's been so interesting. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me today and and listening to my story and giving me a platform to share my love and my passions. Thank you. I am in the business of helping women to design lives they absolutely love. Every day, I see how women give up on their dreams because they find themselves at the foot of a mountain and you are too afraid to even attempt to climb. So I'm going to say this. I think like Charlene, you should take on smaller summits first which then helps you gain more confidence and courage to take on bigger and more challenging mountains. The second thing, you know, when I was growing up, I remember consciously making the decision that I did not want to ever, ever, guys, ever (laughs) feel pain, hurt, or disappointment. That decision simultaneously stunted my growth because it is in the pain, the struggle, the hurt that you grow the most and gain the capacity to be more and take on more. So don't shy away from it. Instead, walk steadfast towards it. Number three, make sure Your purpose, your why is strong enough to carry you through the moments you want to quit. I see this over and over again. You don't try things because you do not have a strong enough why. And that's why it's so easy to give up. So find a purpose, find a why that is solid, rock solid, okay? Listen, I know that you have the technical expertise to achieve certain goals. You have, you know, you got the degree, you've taken the course, you've written the plan, and yet you are still hesitating to start. So the work we do at Africana Women Wellness Retreats is to help you build a resilient mindset 
heart set and soul set. That is what is really missing in moving you from where you are right now to actually living the life of your dreams. Guys, please give Charlene her roses. Find her on Instagram at charlenemilner.zambia. Like I said, she documents her adventures and you can see her recent voyage to Akankagua. This conversation is really just like a, a snapshot of a broader chat that I had with Charlene. She is so much fun to talk with. Um, we chatted about her early career and how she found herself in the fitness industry. And we go deeper into the benefits of hiking for leaders in particular. As an Africana woman visionary, you get exclusive access to the full interview. Head over to AfricanaWoman.com or email us at AfricanaWoman at gmail.com to become a visionary. That is it for this week. Thank you for listening. My playground is Instagram. Find me at Chulu by Design. The best way to support the podcast is to share this podcast. Send it to somebody. If this resonated with you, if you know that somebody needs to hear something from this episode, share it with them. And then also rate and review the podcast on your app. This tells the algorithm, hey, African sisters out there. Listen to this. All right. So thank you so much for all your continued support. I really do appreciate it and don't take any of it for granted. Until next week. This has been a production of Africana Women Media.